ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It's Thursday, December 15th. It's also 5 o'clock. You know what that means. It's time for The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We are going to take your text this hour, 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. That's the text line to be a part of today's show. We're going to hear from Coach Huff a little bit later on in the program. I want to hear from you as well. Uh, we got basketball to talk about. Uh, did you listen to the show yesterday when we had uh, Deborah Bouton on? If you don't know who she is, she's basically one of the top members of Christian Spears' inner circle athletic department, and she's responsible for making a lot of things happen. And so she was on with us yesterday, and we talked about a lot of things that came out of the Board of Governors meeting. Some of the things you're hearing on the internet today, seeing on the internet, you know, and you're thinking, oh, oh hey, whoa, that's news. No, that was yesterday's show. So I invite you to go back and listen to a podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And the first thing we talked about, now I've got the exact number here. We talked about the court being laid down. And what the capacity is going to be now because you've got the new banners that are going up at the Henderson Center. Uh, She hadn't heard that. Again, you know, she's learning. I called it Herd Heaven yesterday, and and that was in the release today as well. So, you know, older Herd fans are familiar with Herd Heaven. You know what that means. And so up in Herd Heaven, which was never safe and all my years, early on in my life, I was a younger person. Paul Swan. I would go up there because that's where I could get tickets. I would get tickets sometimes, and it would be really close to the beat, the bleachers. And sometimes I, I had to do a bleacher seat. When I was young, a kid, you know, I, I was in high school. I wasn't, I wasn't a member of the Big Green or anything, so I didn't have the, the good seats. But I, I would go up there and just think to myself, you know, someone who's a little older, a little, um, you know, not as stable, you know, balance-wise, going to have a hard time up there. I, I wouldn't want to sit up there, you know, and a lot of people don't want to sit up there. And so those are shut off. It's just not – the incline is wrong. It, The Henderson Center, when it was built, was a mess. I'm sorry. It was a mess when it, it was put together. It was subpar. A lot of things were cut, done incorrectly. Yeah, the architecture firm did not do Marshall any favors with that design. It's just, it's not very good. And so over the years, there have been things to try to correct that. There's actually going to be air conditioning now in the Henderson Center. Hello, we were talking about air conditioning yesterday. That's a big new feature coming to the Cam Henderson Center, air conditioning. And so you're bannering that off, and the seating capacity is going to be 5,467. And that makes sense because attendance across the country in college athletics, college basketball included, it's going down for so many, so many programs losing attendance. Why, why, why is that happening? Well, the finances, for one, 
the dollar doesn't go as far. Your utilities are going up. The cost of buying goods and services going up. Price of gas a gallon, it fluctuates. Actually got gas today for $2.79 and I was happy. I was actually happy. I saw that price and then I I went to the next gas station where I usually go and saw that it was a little bit more higher. I swung right back around. And that's why you're seeing attendance going down because the price of everything is going up and the dollar that you make is is not stretching or you're still making the same amount of money. And if you're if you're in the immediate area, if you live in West Virginia, if you live in Huntington, and that's where the the core of Marshall basketball fans come from, it just costs more to live in Huntington. Instead of paying 6% sales tax, you pay 7% sales tax. You pay higher utilities across the state. Your gas bill is going up, right? Your electricity is going up, right? Your water bill is going up, right? Your sewer bill is going up, right? And so we're cutting the capacity down to 5,467 because I haven't seen a sellout in years. I think what Memphis, when Memphis was really good, Marshall in his Conference USA days early on, when Memphis would come in and Coach Cal would bring Memphis in here as a conference game, that's when I saw a lot of fans show up at the Henderson Center. And boy, it was it was packed and it was rocking and I loved it. It's not happened very often. So we got the banners and, and the safety issue. I get that. I agree with that statement 100% that came out of the release today. It's a safety issue, and I can't wait to see it in person. So there's also going to be alcohol sales. We talked about that yesterday. So at the Cam Anderson Center now, you can buy some herd country. And you can buy an alcoholic beverage. Now, as with most arenas where you can buy alcohol, sales will cease at the 10-minute mark of each basketball game. So 10-minute mark of the men's basketball game. Now, let me qualify this because in women's basketball, they're quarters. And so at the end of the third quarter for women's basketball games, sales will end. So the 10-minute mark on the men's side end of the third quarter on the women's side, alcohol sales will cease. And you can't buy your alcohol and take it out with you. It's got to stay on premises. So if you buy a drink, finish it before you leave or discard it. Standard rules. Now, where can I get my cold drink, right? I get my cold drink at the floor level concession area, and there will be a portable setup in the upper concourse near the women's basketball offices. There will be in-game services also available to those in courtside floor seats, courtside tables and suites, as well as those in the party zone. That's where we can get a cold beverage. So that's new. Of course, the court is new itself. Uh, if you don't know the history of this court, it was the court that 2022 NCAA tournament regional games in San Antonio were played on. So 
it's seen some championship basketball be played on it. And you've seen the pictures, I'm sure by now. If you haven't, let me help you. You got the black baseline featuring the Marshall Thundering Herd on each side and the sidelines that feature Marshall Health. You got to pay for this. And you have a script Marshall near midcourt on the press row side. I'm not a fan of that script Marshall. Not not the placement on the, the court. I'm just of that particular script. I'm not a big fan of that script. I'm probably in the minority on the script, but... That's just my one little nitpick. I still want to see it in person before I, I join whatever camp I'm going to join. There's the Kelly Green camp. You know if you're in that Kelly Green camp. And then there's the camp that likes the new color. Same thing with the football field. You're either in the Kelly Green camp and you're not for the black or you're on board with the black. And the one thing that I'm happiest about is the three-point line is finally one three-point line because the men and women now have the unified three-point line. Thankfully, we have one line now, and I am happy to see that. Now, the thing that has gotten a little, a little push, a little... A little dust up a little bit. I don't know how much dust up we've got going for this. I'm not so sure. It might just be my inner circle. It might be you know, my inner circle and a couple of degrees of separation. You know, when the picture came out, when her equipment account tweeted it out, here's the, here's with the new court, and I retweeted it and shared it because – Thought maybe people who follow me would like to see it if they haven't already. And I, I started getting a couple of messages. What's missing from the court, Paul? It's like an inquisition almost. Now, these were people that I know a little, a little more personally. So they took a little liberty or two with me. That's fine. I forgive them. But it was almost like an inquisition. What's missing from the court, Paul? How can they do that? I'm talking, of course, about the... The two feet, the footprints, the markers for Bruce Morris. Bruce Morris put himself in herd history on February 7th, 1985. It is the longest known. It was called the shot herd around the world. It was the. Longest known make in college basketball history, 89 feet, 10 inches. And it was right before halftime against Appalachian State. And so the herd is going to have a contest that's coming up. It's a it's a be like Bruce contest. You're going to get a shot at, at doing this, replicating that shot. I'd love to see it happen. They even brought Bruce back. I remember years ago, they brought Bruce back and placed him right there and see if he could replicate it. Uh, Bruce has had a, um, had a successful life. I ran into him last year. He, um, he has uh, several businesses uh, he's involved with. Um, and so I ran into him here at our facility. He's doing well. Nice guy. Super nice. And the feet aren't on the court now. 
That seems to bother some herd fans. So I'm here for you to find out what gives. Are you are you bothered by this? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Are you bothered by the two markers, the feet, that signify Bruce Morris's shot to commemorate that fantastic feat. He just, he just shot through it, thrown it, threw it over there, and it went in. It was good. Are you upset over that, or is it something that, one, did you even know they were there? Younger Herd fans, you probably maybe knew about it, maybe didn't. If you're a, a, a more veteran Herd fan, a a seasoned Herd fan, a longer-serving Herd fan, you probably you saw it on TV, you, you were there maybe. Maybe you were there in 1985. I saw it, I saw it on TV. It was, it, was, it was a beautiful shot. And so th- those feet are not on the new court. And I'm not speaking for the athletic department, and I'm not going to profess that I have some sort of inside knowledge here on this, but you just got the new court put in, and the women play on the new court also. So maybe... Just maybe there's a reason for the feet maybe not being on the court. Maybe you, it was time to take them off. You try to commemorate him some other way instead of having a couple of feet on on the court. Or you're trying to make the court just stand out on its own, and it serves both the men and women. I mean, remember... This athletic director wants all student-athletes to have the best experience possible, and that means the best facilities possible, the little details that go a long way as far as making the women feel that they're as appreciated as the men. You know, Just having the feet on the court signify this is the men's court, not the women's court. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there because I saw this today grow a little bit. Some Hurt fans not happy with this. The feet not on there. And so how much does that bother you? That the feet aren't there? I mean, is it erasing history? Or, you know, is there just a different way now to commemorate Bruce Morris hitting that? I mean, it happened in 1985. It was a big deal. I mean, if if ever a shot gained national attention, that was the shot. And it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy in, in Bruce Morris. So we'll take the timeout. Text lines 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Uh, texter wrote in and told me that I could get um, gas $2.67 at Walmart Route 60. Man, I don't know. I was pretty good today. I, I did pretty good. Two sixty seven. that's pretty good. All right, so the, now you know. Gas, 267 at Walmart, Route 60. Uh, a couple of texts are already coming in. We'll talk about this. Should the feet be back on the court? 
Are we erasing history? Is Bruce Morris being erased with not having those feet on the court? We'll get your thoughts when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday, December 15th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line is open 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We've been talking about some of the changes that are happening at the Cam Anderson Center. Heard Heaven has been covered with banners now. There's going to be alcohol sales. There's a new court. One thing that has uh, been noticed that the... The two feet prints, the markers for Bruce Morris, who hit the shot heard around the world back on February 7th, 1985. It was 89 feet, 10 inches. And those are not at this moment on the court. But there's also going to be a Be Like Bruce contest where you're going to try to emulate what he did. You win a new car. Texter writes in and says, like the promotion for the car is a cool throwback to the Bruce Morris shot, but why not couple it with the footprints that Hurt fans are accustomed to and proud of? Yeah, it's easier to actually put your feet on the court if the feet are there and you, you lob that thing up from the feet print, the footprints, the feet. Just... See what I'm saying? It's easier to put your feet on those footprints and just shoot it. Texture says the the feet should be on the court, and there should also be feet on the court's designating Humphrey shot. Uh, you can't keep putting feet on the court. Now, uh, if you're going to put feet on the court, one one pair of feet, okay, one pair of feet. I'm I'm going to draw the line there. One pair of feet. Texture says I was a student in the band when it was hit, and it was amazing to see. Can't imagine those also. You got to see Bruce's. I mean, yeah. You can't you gotta have one. You have one. Bruce Moore, you gotta have one. It's Bruce's or none. It's my rule. You can't have well, you have a shot here, and okay, here's where here's where John Elmore made the shot to become the all-time scoring leader at Marshall University. We'll put the we'll put a marker here. No, you can't you can't. Can't do this. It's great sentiment, though. I'm not, I'm not picking on you. It's a great sentiment. Texture says, I think it's rather confusing not to have it. Small gesture that is very notable moment in herd basketball in NCAA history. It's a conversation piece for younger herd fans when they see it the first time. Hey, Mom. Hey, Dad. What's up with these feet on the court? What's that about? Well, well, son. Well, my daughter. My child, let me tell you about the story of Bruce Morris. When trying to beat the clock before halftime, taking on the hated, dreaded, despised Mountaineers of Appalachian State, Bruce Morris threw the basketball from 89 feet and 10 inches and it went in and it was the shot heard round the world 
and it is the longest known make in college basketball history. And now you know the ballad of Bruce Morris. I think we'd have to educate a lot of people on this one. If you ask the students until this until this day, until this very day, and maybe even then, if you ask Marshall students, hey, what's up with the feet on the court? What can you tell me? Ham knew here. My first basketball game, I just saw those feet on the court. What's that about? You think Marshall students could tell you? Probably not. Not not as many as you think. I I would I would love to see that put to the test. Herd fans. Educate the youngins. Educate the youngers. Let them know what the feet are about. I don't know, maybe the feet are coming back. I don't know. Maybe we're making a big deal out of this or nothing. I just again, social media takes something and people don't like the court already. Some do, some don't. Where do you stand? Not just with the feet, but the court and the black. There's a lot of black going on now at Marshall University. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Comments from Charles Huff. Some interesting stuff we talked about this week with the head coach. Talk about game prep and recruiting and... The gap, you know, hashtag close the gap. Where is the hashtag gap now? We'll hear from Coach Huff on that when we continue, and we'll take more of your text as well. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255 on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We continue on with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thundering Herd will be in action on Monday. It's bowling time, Myrtle Beach Bowl. Herd landed safely earlier today. So the media, football team, the travel party is there. Fans will be there sooner than later. Looking forward to this one. And again, we've got the game for you coming up. It's Monday, 1130 airtime right here on ESPN, 94.1 in AM 930. Coach Huff spoke to the media earlier this week, had a lot to say. We previewed the matchup earlier this week. Now let's talk a little bit about some of the things that are happening in the back end. Marshall, of course, is getting ready for the bowl game. At the same time, what's important to Coach Huff? It's recruiting, trying to put the best team together possible, and everything that goes with that. What makes Marshall attractive to a recruit? How can Marshall bring the best talent in and retain that talent? Everything that goes into that. So it's busy week. Obviously, you're getting ready for the bowl game. At the same time, you're trying to recruit. You're trying to balance all of that. And that was a question that was asked of Coach this week. It starts, how do you balance the game prep and recruiting? Get yourself some popcorn. We're going to be here a couple minutes for this one. Yeah, I think a couple reasons. One, A couple ways. One, um, our recruiting staff is so important. And I know as college football continues to change the sizes of staffs, 
or something of, you know, of, of talking conversation or talking piece and why do we need this many people and, you know, well, Coach X, Y, and Z did it 20 years ago and he only had so many people. Well, because of where uh, recruiting is going is 24 hours, the coaches can't be watching the transfer portal and evaluating, um, you know, potential candidates and game planning and taking care of our current kids. Um, so that's why, to me, you know, I always talk about it. You guys just think I'm just barking for money about the resources that we need to be able to sustain success. We've got to be able to constantly have the resources around so that, you know, Coach Guidry isn't trying to watch all the defensive players in the transfer portal and game plan and coach the safeties and coach the defense. Uh, we've got people that can do that. I and mean, we need more because now you're, you're talking about we've got one or two people that's watching – I think someone told me it was upwards of like 1,200 kids. Well, we watch them all because they're all important. There is no, well, you know, we're not watching him. We watch them all. We evaluate them all. There's a write-up on them all. There's a ranking of who's who. Um, so in order to do that, to watch 1,200 kids, that's a lot. Um, so those are the resources that, that really help programs really take that next step because now you can divide that up. And if you've got four or five people watching 1,200 kids, you know, you're getting more true evaluations. It's a little less time, you know, spent doing that. But that's a big piece. Um, and then, obviously, you have to have a really good schedule and organization. You know, so I laid out after the last um, home game, I laid out the exact schedule all the way up until um, January 9th when we returned for, you know, for school. It, every day, what we're doing, you know, how many days are we spending on – uh, recruiting. How many days are we spending on uh, developmental prep? How many days are we spending on um, the opponent? You know, what days are we, um, you know, focused on? You know, making sure we rewatch the portal because it's changing, right? The guy that you watched, that you loved, all of a sudden he's going X, Y, and Z school. Who's next? Um, and our our team, right? We've got some guys who who've decided to move on for different reasons. How does that manage our, our our roster? How do we replace those guys? Does that scholarship stay at that position? Or does it need to go to another spot? So there's a lot of moving parts um, that, that have to be done. But I think organization and resources allow you to stay on top of that. Coach, uh, talking about how you balance the game aspect and the recruiting aspect. So as a follow-up to that, one thing the Coach Huff has talked about since he arrived at Marshall University is where is the gap? Closing the gap, making sure that you're always moving towards closing this gap between where you are and where you want to be. And he was asked about, now that he's been here for a couple of seasons now, where does Coach Huff see the gap now? Again, get you some popcorn. We're going to be here a minute. Yeah, I, I, that's the easy one. I, I, I fight the administration all the time. They love me and I love them. We, we got to close the gap resources-wise because in order – to get, and we were, we're close. That's why I think it's called closing the gap and not the gaping gap. Um, there's a difference. Um, but resource wise, in order to get to where we need to be, there are a lot of things that we got to do, right? We got to be able to retain our staff. I think if you look on the defensive side, we've had continuity. They've played a little bit better. On the offensive side, we had change for whatever reason it is. And I get it, at this level, you're going to have change. We lost 13 staff members last year. You can't do that every year. Now, everybody says, well, Coach Saban loses coordinators every year. Yeah, but he's playing with five stars. So it's easy to place Charles Huff in the running back room and Coach Najee Harris. That's easy. Um, but, again, we've got to be able to retain our staff. We've got to have the resources to do that, or at least be competitive. We've got to be able to continue to enlarge our staff so that we can continue to manage. I've got 125 football players. And you talk about you know, 10 coaches, 
you know, maybe we have at a total of 15 or 20 people. That's a lot. If we went on a field trip with elementary school kids and we had 125 of them and only 20 people to manage it, the school board would be all over us. You can't watch if Johnny needs to go to the bathroom, if Johnny needs to go get something to eat. You know, so to be able to do that, and, and what are you talking about from a mental health standpoint, bringing guys in and talking to guys about different things? You know, hey, well, why are you, why are you going to the transfer portal? You know, well, I'm homesick. Well, what's homesick? You know, just little things like that. I think you talk about closing the gap. I think we are doing, making some strides. Nutrition has been one that we've made some strides on that we got to continue to be better. If you look back um, last year this time, I didn't tell you guys because I didn't want Lafayette to know, we only had six healthy D linemen. I knew it when I stood up here and it was going in. I was doing a little praying and hoping that Lafayette wouldn't find out. They found out about the third quarter. Um, but those type of things. So we're able to train and nutrition our guys a little bit more. Um, we were a little bit deeper, you know what I mean? So now we're able to have more depth and competition. Well, how do you get deeper? Resources, right? Resources to do recruiting. Resources that we've been blessed enough to, to use the Build No Flight School to get around the country and do some recruiting. Um, I don't know if you guys know how hard it is to fly from – Butler, Kansas, to Gainesville, Florida, back to, you know, Albuquerque, back to, you know, Mississippi Junior College. But that's what you got to be able to do. And we we're getting to the point to where we have some of the resources to close it, but we got to continue to close it. I think that's why we ended up second or tied for second or third in the East. That means we're close, but we're not there. Um, and that doesn't always mean just because you have the best resources in the conference that you win the championship. What it means is if you have the best resources, you're going to have the most consistency. And that's where we're trying to get. Ultimately, it's going to come down to X's and O's. But if as we go, we have more resources, we can retain the staff, we have more continuity, we're going to be more consistent. And ultimately, that will determine when we win a championship or when we win the East or whenever that is. But collectively, I think we're making strides. Um, I think Brad Smith and Christian Spears are doing a heck of a job. We're not the only sport here at Marshall. I get it. Um, so it's a little bit slower process. Um, but those are the strides we need to make to keep closing the gap. Closing the gap continues for the Thundering Herd. Once more staff. That's the impression I'm getting. Needs wants more staff for football. And you heard him talk about that. What he wants, why he needs it. Football, that's one of the things that benefits from having a bowl extra reps or your football team benefits. And Coach was asked, who benefits from these extra reps? Who's getting the benefits? And, of course, obviously the beginning part of this is going to be the quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, I think um, obviously the quarterbacks are always the ones that, you know, you like to try to get more reps because just when you're in the game planning phase, you don't have the opportunity to rep four or five different quarterbacks, right? You're trying to get the ones and the twos as many reps and looks at the different coverages and options as you can. Um, so the quarterbacks have been able to develop. You know, Chase Harris has been able to do some things. Cole Pennant has been able to do some things. Um, I think, again, when you start talking about um, O-linemen, D-linemen, they take a little bit longer to develop. So the Tariq Montgomery's and the Jalen Slappies and the Use Checks, the Farley's, um, those guys are able to develop. I call them Farley. I know it's Fraley, but it's, it's an inside joke. But, um, you know, Fraley is able to do some of those things. So some of those younger guys who, you know, when you're in a game week, you know, is going to get limited reps. 
um, you know, those guys are now getting double the reps that they would have gotten, you know, during the season. And you can start to see some some development. You know, the young old linemen are doing some really good things. It's been really impressive. Um, obviously, there is a physical part that they still got to, you know, continue to make strides in. But as far as communicating and knowing what to do and actually competing, um, you know, they've done some really good things. Obviously, quarterbacks are getting a little bit more confident now. Um, you know, so those are some things that have been really good defensively. I think you saw as the year went on, we got some of those younger guys in, you know, the Deani Hills, the Dennis Millers, the A.G. McGee's, you know, they were able to get some of those reps, you know, based on what we were doing on defense. But now they're getting, you know, sometimes it's, it's easy to go in and run one play right. It's hard to run six plays right in a row. You know, how do you reboot? How do you re – so now we're getting a chance to see that. Yeah, you can run in and run one play, right, because coach has told you, hey, when you go in there, you're running in. So, okay, great. But six plays in a row, get the signal, get the adjustment, you know, see the different uh, combinations. So those are the things we're starting to see, which has been really promising. Charles Huff, Marshall in action against UConn. It's the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Monday, 1130 airtime. Our pregame coverage begins here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our final segment is coming up. More of your text 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Our final segment coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's our final show of the week. we got bowl action tomorrow. Bowls kick off. We go on the air at 11 a.m. with our bowl coverage. We'll have bowls throughout the week. This week, this weekend, next week, of course, we'll have Marshall on Monday. Bowl games on Tuesday. I will be back on Thursday. Christian Palmer will be in on Wednesday. So I'll be here Monday for the all-day bowl game in the afternoon, mid-morning basketball post-game wrap-up broadcast. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, I won't be here. We'll have bowl games on Tuesday. Christian Palmer will step in on Wednesday. And then I'll be back on Thursday as we're getting closer to the holiday season. It it technically is the holiday season, but it's really going to be crunch time next week. Can you believe it's almost, we're what, a week and a few days away from Christmas already? It hit so fast. Hey, before we go, uh, yesterday, Tony Kemper and his squad took on a really good South Florida team and fought very hard, but ultimately falling 77 to 68. And yesterday, when talking to Tony Kemper, the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, I asked him what he liked from his team. What do you take away from this game after playing it? Body language, probably. Um, the the effort level I thought was really good. Um, and you know, sometimes you pl- playing in that game and um, watching it from the spot that we got to watch it from. I think you see the physicality, you see the the length, you watch the two teams go after loose balls and how hard both were going after loose balls. And um, I have respect for the fact that, you know, one hasn't played for them all year. And she came in today and played well and hit shots. And, you know, there's, when you watch a team do that at home and, you know, there's some stuff in there that we want to emulate as a group. You know, she identifies as a shot maker, 
Um, she's open. It doesn't matter if I play this year or not. I'm, I'm ready to stick them. And if they don't do that, um, you know, it, it's tighter down the stretch for sure um, when they come in. And I felt like it was kind of like that the whole game. I know that we were taking good punches. I thought the first quarter we gave up like 25 points and there was a whole bunch of points in there that is basically just like we've told them all week. That's the one we're going to have to live with, which is a hard curled two point shot without us fouling. You know, run Puisis off the line, make her make tough twos. And that's what it felt like live was we were kind of doing that and they they were making them, you know, you got to pick something sometimes and then you got to hope that that uh, they're not good enough to execute well enough to to beat you. And, and they were. Tony Kemper on the game, South Florida beating Marshall 77-68. He talked about his physical game. And so I asked him what he hopes to gain from playing such a physical team. You hope so, but you got to put it to work, you know. And um, I, I do think that we had some quality um, preparation days leading into today. Um, they kind of were on a crescendo. I thought we had a good day yesterday. Um, and they're, they're not an easy team to play against. They really run your yard up a lot of different actions. Um, you know, I thought Kendall was great tonight against Puisis. And, uh, you know, she is – she's like second in the country and made threes or something like that. And maybe she made one three all night. And she's like number two in the country. So she gets like nine of them up. And, you know, that's what we're trying to do is she can't get them off. It's not you got to make her miss. It's like we can't let her have them. So um, a lot of positive that I think if we can hold it and move it forward, we'll, we'll be a better team. Tony Kemper heard losing to South Florida 77-68. Abby Beeman had 13 points in that game. Mahogany Matthews had 20. Rashala Scott had 28. Pretty good game for her. Comes down to it's a really good team against South Florida. They faced it off against, and uh, Marshall, I think, got something from that. So that's a that's a quick look at Marshall women's basketball. Going to be back in action on Sunday. The Herd men will be in action on Saturday. Saturday and Sunday, we get a couple of opportunities to go see that court. They got laid down. It's all set. The, the new banners that are up in Herd heaven. Opportunity to, to see what the Henderson Center looks like. A little refreshed. I don't know if they're going to try to do anything else this season or that's what we're going to see for at least the foreseeable short-term alcohol sales will begin. So you'll be able to pick up uh, a cold one, as uh, the uh, athletic director calls it. Grab a cold one at a sporting event. And I'm sure Herd Country will be on sale. New stream of revenue for the Thundering Herd with uh, additional sale now, and there will be a point of sale in the concourse area near the coach's offices, also a point of sale on the court in the concession area. And if you're uh, one of the uh, people that are on the um, on the tables court side or in the uh, the fan zone, yeah, there's going to be service for you. So um, opportunity for you to. Enjoy a cold, refreshing beverage of your choosing at a Marshall basketball game. And that'll be for men's and women's games. Uh, Ten minutes to go is when they'll cut it off for the men at the end of the third quarter. That's when they'll cut it off for the women's games. And that's going to do it for this edition. I won't be back tomorrow. I'm sorry. I won't be back tomorrow. I'll be with you Monday. 
It'll be at 11.30 a.m. I'll be with you on Saturday. It's going to be at 2.30 p.m. for Marshall and Toledo. Then the men on Monday back at the Henderson Center to take on Glenville State. I'll be with you for the post game. So we'll be back together for basketball, back together for football. Then a couple of days later, uh, a short week next week, and then a short week the following week. All these bowl games and all this other stuff and the holidays. It's, uh, it's coming sooner than you think. Thanks for being a part of today's edition, and we'll talk to you soon. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.